heart hit and the recording is in progress. <laughs> What's up in your world? Post Thanksgiving, I did see a brilliant stand-up show. Yeah. Who? Uh, it's a guy called Veer Das. He won like the uh, Emmy for Best International Stand-Up or something two days ago, three days ago. If you wow. Yeah, he literally went to the U.S., picked up his award, and came back to Bangalore and did the show. <laughs> Get out! Okay, uh-huh. that's awesome. That's that's a, you know what? That'll stick with that guy forever because people will go, nope, he showed up anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good for him. Hmm. Wow, tell me about the show. The show was awesome. Initially, see some of these venues that they keep booking comedians in, especially in Bangalore, aren't designed for a one-man act type setup. It echoes oh, and does all of that weird shit. Yeah. I was really happy because I was like in the front row, second row or something like that from stage because right. I wanted to sit there. All the VIP right. seats, those speakers didn't work, so they couldn't hear shit. So they had to move. Uh, I was like, hell wow. yeah, these idiots probably don't even know who this guy is and what his work entails. <laughs> so I was just Isn't like, that crazy? in the VIP section giggling. <laughs> How fun. I on accident um used to always get sat up front and i think it's because i i look like i don't mind playing along you know what i mean or in your case you know they heard your british accent they're like we'll put him up front in case they engage the audience and (laughs) and a smart doorman will do setups for comedians and put the right people in the front row but i i always loved any back and forth and i never started any but i have a really really loud laugh so it gives them energy rather than, you know, the sit back, make me laugh, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was always, you know, easy to, to entertain because I was there to have fun. Some people are there to not have fun, <clears throat> but oh, most yeah, people are there were, to have fun. Like, especially so, the dudes in the VIP section who screamed, this is not oh, yeah. what we paid for. I was like, dude, he's trying. Sean, the brilliant part was he didn't lose his shit because I definitely would have. Like he literally got off stage in between the first three minutes of his act. And he said, he's going to restart the show, went down to the sound engineer and checked with each section of the audience who can hear, who cannot hear him and help out. And then he went back and just went right into the show. Good for him. Mm -hmm. That's a pro. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, the, the folks that do the VIP section deal are there so they can tell their friends they were there. They are not there. Because they are lovers of comedy, is the way I would put it. <laughs> like, I sat there literally like I was sitting in a classroom, whereas right. the other people didn't give a shit about what some of his jokes were about. Right. <laughs> but spent their whole night there. It's, it's, a weird, it's a weird mix. I've owned a, a lot of gourmet restaurants. And when you first open, you really want people that want to come try your food. That's not who you get for months. You get yep. people who want to be able to tell people that they were there first. Oh, yes, and, that territorial and, fishing competition. <laughs> yeah, and in a lot of cases, they don't even like food. And you go, mm-hmm. why did you come to a restaurant? You could eat shitty food at home. <laughs> you know, you go to a new restaurant and go, well, I'll have this apple dish, but I want it done this way, this way, and this way. And you go, oh, so we can all have your mediocre ideas of food. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, man, I made some chicken biryani soup on Friday here. Uh-huh. And basically what I did is made the rice, but, you know, made the biryani broth uh-huh. and just thinned it out. So, man, that shit was dynamite. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I and think everybody. You, get... I think Go you've ahead. made this before, right? If I no, I've never. Right. So I, I showed you my way of as a restaurant tour 
how I would make baryonic. Please, nobody mm -hmm. write me a letter. I know it's not authentic. I know that. <laughs> I'm in the country of non-authentic foods. <laughs> it, um, what you do is you get all of the flavors of baryani mm -hmm. with, um, with just like a broth because it's been cold as shit here for three days. I mean cold. Um, yeah. And so everybody wants something. You know, Nobody wants a big bowl of rice. To us, that doesn't make sense. But what mm -hmm. they really do like is that same thing with a little more broth. Huh. <laughs> I have no explanation for it, but I was missing. <laughs> I was right. I was missing fresh cilantro. That was the only thing I was missing out of the whole thing. But of course, nobody here knew that it was supposed mm -hmm. to have it. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to do it. <laughs> well, I try to get over the fact that cardamom is in uh, a dish because we only use it for desserts. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's, and that would be, I would say the whole British Isles and America only use it for desserts. We just, you know, so that's a throw off, but it is a marvelous aromatic in that dish, by the way. So if anybody wants to try that, you let me know. You know, it's like, uh, so th when they make those biryanis, especially for like the cloves <laughs> and the cardamom, um, right. the cinnamon stick, all of that, they usually right. just tie it in a little muslin cloth pouch. Yeah. So that you can just right. pull that thing out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And but I like to throw it in there it. so people, people know that I had all that shit in there. Because, you know, they're like, I don't know what the flavor is. And you go, that big stick, that's the flavor. That little thing they just got caught in your teeth, that's the flavor. I mean, <laughs> oh, good Lord, Sean. <laughs> Lord, help me, brother. Help me. Um, and the fact that most people don't know the difference between turmeric and saffron here is a bit of an issue. And that's not Oklahoma. That's America. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very, very few know the difference. And, uh, and saffron, we've always thought to be the gold standard of spices. And really, it's quite reasonably priced over here. Yeah. You know, and so you can get a bag of cheaper saffron, just use more. But it's some cheaper version for $5. I mean, it's not, mm -hmm. it's not anything major. So... Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. The Thanksgiving holiday was a little weird. I won't, I won't, uh, I won't say it wasn't. So here's where it all comes together. Outside of your comedy routine, I went to go see a movie called Killers of the Flower Moon, and mm -hmm. it's a Martin Scorsese movie, and it is beautiful. And I'm gonna tie all this together in a minute. But first off, I'm gonna say it was gorgeous. <clears throat> it was uh -huh. three and a half hours long. I felt like I was watching an Indian movie. They didn't. They, I like the fact that they didn't shorten the story because you needed yeah. to see the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And we have a habit of going, it can't be over two hours. People will leave. Nobody left. I was the only one going to the bathroom because I was 60 years old and I got to go every hour on the hour, like always. Um, it's welcome to being 60. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. It is set in a place called Pahuska, Oklahoma, where I will be either this Wednesday or this Thursday um, uh -huh. at, a, at a funeral. But the reason I bring this up is I, I was in Pahuska, um, 20, 30 years ago. Okay. So okay. what, what people that aren't from America don't understand it. So we had the native population. Um, they were the richest people literally in the United States and supposedly on earth, but I'm sure we didn't know about anybody else on earth. So let's just say the United States. People came in and murdered them, literally married into their families to kill them, to get what are called head rights, which would be a tribal inheritance of oil money. And so um, this was an uncharted state, meaning 
it was still called Indian territory, but the rest of the country had been set up in regular governments. So when I was originally going to that city where all of this stuff happened, all I heard about is that my kid's great grandpa was the mayor there and he owned a, a, a hotel and a DX station and all this other shit. And now I look and go, oh, Lord. <laughs> did you say did you say hotel and gas station? Well, m motel, motel, motel. Uh, motel. Right as you come in town, there's a, a large motel, driving, driving John, motel. That is more Indian yeah. than me. <laughs> I know, exactly. I know. Is that not hilarious? And mm -hmm. so the cute story is, oh, the mayor and his wife wanted to go to adopt a little girl. So they went to the Baptist orphanage and they came home with these two little boys that were obviously native, um, you know, just, uh, just probably a different tribe than th that town. So everybody gets raised there. They all leave, you know? And so I go, here's where this all ties together. The movie is horrific um, because of just the, the strategic killing of all of these folks. Um, who really just didn't understand white culture and, and you know, they, they were getting eaten up by the parasites who were trying to get their money and shit. Yeah. So when I first go to Pahuska, I'm there for a funeral, like I'm going to again, and I go to the old folks' home to see the great grandma that was, that was, that was there. And she's in a bed and won't stop going, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't. And this goes on while she's awake all the time. And now it may start to make sense. Hmm. After I've seen the movie, <laughs> they were involved in local government, which if you were, eh, might have been involved in the stuff. I mean, it's it's just the story's just awful. And uh, but I, I encourage everybody to go watch it. It's a beautiful film, but it's 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 the plague of unscrupulous people showing up to 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 take advantage of folks, but I will be there again on Thursday. And since I was there originally um, where the place looked all broken down and tore up, now the whole place is redone. And you know, the, the tribes got into gambling and <laughs> it seemed mm -hmm. to change their, change yeah. their fortunes around. So I know that's a long, weird little story. Here's the cute awesome. part though. Right. So when I'm there first, I'm maybe, maybe 27 years old or 25 years old, somewhere in there. And I'm looking, I'm, you know, I'm at the graveyard. So I go walking around the graveyard and I'm looking at some of the names. And so um, it would be, uh, you know, Red Tail, Robin, O'Shaughnessy, um, you know, it'd be Black Bear, uh, <laughs> O McInerney, you know, all, uh -huh. <laughs> so all of these Irish names that had married into the tribe. And so um, I was fascinated by the whole thing. So mm -hmm. that, the second time we're there, we're doing something at the graveyards and we're leaving, you know, trying to, trying to get out of there. And, uh, and so there's this little dog in the middle of the road, real sweet little thing. And this old lady just comes barreling by and runs it over and snaps its neck right in front of my son and myself, my oldest son. And we were just sitting there horrified, but she just stopped her car on top of it. I'm like move forward. Move forward. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a terrible comedy of errors. She finally moves the car and my son's big old wide eyed and everything. And, and now, as I know more about the history there, I'm like, holy shit, that was a warning to get the hell out of that place. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just bad juju, buddy. So that stuff was happening at the same time as the Tulsa uh, race massacre. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. So yeah. So 
technically the concurrent same time concurrent events like in two corners of the state wow right where people had literally um so Tulsa race massacre the black wall street the the blacks had this area of Tulsa they had a large business street they were doing well they traded with all the whites traded with the natives you know they're We've always had a high population of minorities here that then get scared off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's just a fact. I don't mean, write me a nasty letter. I don't give a shit. That's what I've witnessed. <laughs> yeah. um, and so as soon as the blacks were successful enough, they were basically attacked by a fake story. And here's where it gets weird. I had a guy work with me in one of my restaurant kitchens. that was like, yeah, my grandpa was the guy flying the plane, dropping the gas bombs on him. And I was like, why would you tell people that? And he goes, well, it's true. I was like, and he was Jewish. Oh, his, wow. Jew, not his dad, his grandpa. Yeah, uh-huh. it was one of the, because he'd been a World War I pilot or whatever the deal was, you know, how to fly one of those. And he was literally dropping Molotov cocktails on the houses. Yeah, He was, he was that's the guy stupid, that burned uh, it down. The crop dusting airplane that you see in those yeah. old pictures. Um, right. That mm. was him. And And you just go, and so now... You think about you guys with the British. They were fucking awful to you guys. And they were fucking awful to my people. Yeah. And then you got to live next door to them. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing that <laughs> right. I would find incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. No. And no. <laughs> how do you deal with that angst? And I really mean this. I How do you deal with that angst? You know, my 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 kids have a, a mixture of, you know, Irish and a couple of different tribal deals, Choctaw and Seminole. And, uh, but then they're one of them's real tall because they're Dutch. Um, and uh, and I, the, I mean, it is, I don't know, I, I would, I'm starting to understand a little more the standoffishness, you know, of some folks, which I always found Oklahoma to be very welcoming. Yeah. But I also found some folks to be real, real standoffish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, I never learned about the Tulsa Race Massacre in grade school. And I'm only from, 300 miles north of here yeah never heard of it in my entire life until kathy was running for statewide office down here mm-hmm. so i i mean man you talk about the world's most efficient cover-up holy oh, shit and so those are the people we live amongst the people that were attacked live amongst those folks mm-hmm. and their families fortunes changed due to those folks I don't even know what you do with that much information. Yeah. How do you even recover from the knowledge that the guys right. who basically burned down all your ancestral wealth are the assholes who are right now sitting in those same buildings? <laughs> and and now trying to screw with the school system so nobody can learn about it. Mm-hmm. You notice all of this is happening at the same time that they want to go back to this weird formulation of history and shit. As everybody has found out the history. Oh, shit. There you go. Isn't that, I mean, it's not a coincidence that the internet has allowed us to learn all of this history. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's trying to cover it up again. And you just can't. It's super weird, yeah. right? Like Hollywood yeah. comes along and makes a movie about this. And then <laughs> the internet opens up and people right. can actually Google all this shit. And that's when yeah. they're like, oh, by the way, we don't want all of this in textbooks. I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> that's a we very odd request. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing just fine. So you fuckers showed up and started telling everybody. So, and, and obviously, 
I will tell you as an American, nobody grows up with a beautiful view of Oklahoma. They don't know anything about it. They just think it's cowboys and Indians. Well, it, it is. I mean, still, and, and but there's a, there's a fair amount of minorities here. I think the state is still 80% white, which is, um, that's pretty high by comparison with some areas of America. So when it gets squashed like that, there is already a big enough group that really doesn't want to hear that stuff that can knock it out. But Martin Scorsese kind of solved that. You know, the, uh, he, he's, he's a, a, I mean, the movie's beautiful. It really is. Mm-hmm. But what I, what I will tell anybody is you go, these were the richest people in America per capita. Yeah. They just lived in normal houses. There's, there's nothing special about the town. There were mm-hmm. a few mansions on the outside of town. But those were the white oil people. Hmm. So what what happened with the with the Osage, according to my kid's grandma, who I you know love to hear stories about because she's from an area called Fairfax, what they talk about in the movie all the time. That's what evidently where the railroad stop was. And then okay. my kid's grandpa was from Pahuska. I mean, it, that's a lot of tie in to act like you didn't have any part of it or, or nothing to do with it. Um, but it, and it was interesting to see somebody in a legitimate big blockbuster that i know from politics in oklahoma there's a guy named yancey redcorn that was in the movie and a couple of his brothers were in there but i didn't know them i just knew him and and to yeah i mean it was that that's fascinating you know from an Mm -hmm. actor perspective i don't know any actors that have done anything that big (laughs) yeah Yeah. isn't that crazy that is and it's an awesome i mean i'm waiting for it to come out where i can actually watch it here it'll be interesting Kind of the 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 tie into all of this, where you go, okay, does knowing that help you in any way? And I go, it helps me understand people here. Yeah, it gives you a perspective from their point of view, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you you got to live next door to these people that literally stole all your shit, killed a bunch of your people, mm-hmm. how how are you ever trusting in that environment? I mean, honestly, I mean, just how do you how do you get beyond what you've heard the last 40 years inside your parents home going on? You watch out for them. You you, you watch out. Yeah, they yeah. married into the family, then killed so and so and so and so. But um, the, the family name were the Burkhart, um, obviously very Scottish or British, one or the other. Um, yeah. And uh, and so they came down from Kansas and my kids great grandparents came down from Kansas at the same time. And it's so, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we're not as involved as I believe we might be, but <laughs> the mayor thing, the mayor thing throws it all off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like how can you it's, be at that level of power and not have any part right. to play in any of this? <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I know too much about politics to act like that's clean. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to tell you that the movie's spectacular for anybody who watches this. It's worth doing. And mm-hmm. I will um, once again have my upfront and close view of it on Thursday before I head out of there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up. I sent you something else and I can't remember article-wise what it was. um, The Oklahoma State Chamber and Farm Bureau opposing minimum wage hikes, which is... Right. So I I don't even know if it matters anymore because none of us can pay $7.25 an hour. Um, $7.25 an hour is a gallon That's minimum wage right now, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's been that way for, what, 20 or 30 years. 
it isn't that so for all you capitalists out there who who don't own companies um nobody can pay that and get by with it unless you're in a rural area so here's where this matters so farm bureau the insurance company for rural areas came out against it because they're not for farmers they're for corporate farmers Right. It I basically mean, sounds like the Monsanto and the agricultural complex going exactly. up and being like, I don't want to pay these fuckers anymore. <laughs> Fuck them. Right. And that's what it's about. It's about immigrants and it's about um, wages outside of the city because Oklahoma City and Tulsa tried to raise theirs and the state came in and made a law that it has to be the same throughout the state. But the economies aren't the same. So my lowest paid employee here right now, I believe to be $13 an hour or 14 That's a dishwasher. Okay. That's the lowest paid. So in the farm areas where you got one job at the stop and shop and then one job at like a car repair place, they can pay seven and eight dollars an hour because there's 15 people that want the job. Yeah. And and also you have a you you get that ready <laughs> ready to order mold of an employee who won't ask for more. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that well, and it's especially because you know they're in an area that you control whether they can pay rent or not. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the city; they're like, "Yeah, I'll go get three jobs today, dude. I don't give a shit." Yeah, it's a, it's a different mentality, so they shouldn't be humped together for one. Here's number two: um, everybody doesn't like the welfare state. You know, you know. Do you want to know what the welfare state is? The welfare mm-hmm. state is the companies who pay somebody seven dollars an hour, and then citizens in the in the area around it in the federal government pay their housing pay their insurance yeah you know, they don't pay for that, cars that for is anybody, what has always all the other con- shit. that has always yeah. confused me about this thing where um they don't understand that if they are yeah. shortchanging the employees somebody else picks up that tab and it's not the company no, no the they don't give a us, shit. actually mm-hmm. right and you can't get people to understand that either the yeah. uh, the 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 larger companies have done a way better job selling the deal of why you want the federal government in here telling us what to do. That's literally they're selling. I mean, yeah, hell with Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden and Barack Obama are the only reason they have insurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> otherwise, you'd be dying at home, hoping one of your relatives comes by to feed you. I mean, it's it is they have marketed brilliantly to mm-hmm. uh, the, the rural part of the state. And much like America, the rural part elects presidents now. And yeah, in our state, they elect the governor and the statewide people. And, you know, they got them sold on this shit. I, I, I don't know how much they got to lose to come around, but they got to lose more. We're not there. Not now, way Here, here I'm, like- I'm literally, this is a thermometer. <laughs> no matter how long I cook, I use it. To make sure my bread's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I, we've got that going on the farm bureau thing. I'm just disgusted by it all. To be honest with you, <laughs> even if you do give employees fifteen dollars an hour, how right. does it change anything? I mean, these people. I mean, the workers would be better off. They would yep. be able to yeah. kind of get out of whatever holes we have kept that them in. Is, I guess. Okay. Repeat what you just said. <laughs> They will get out of the holes that whatever we have kept them in all. <laughs> they don't want them out of the hole. <laughs> they don't. So, okay, and I'm going to be really negative here for a minute. So, okay, so if you're still in that hole of poverty, mm-hmm. what's the only thing you have is hope, right? Yeah. 
So you can go to church and get your hope. And uh, that's an industry right now, which I'm not commenting yes. about because YouTube will right. yell at me. <laughs> I, I mean, it, over here, it's a political movement as well. Mm -hmm. And so whatever your preacher tells you to do, you do now, which, you know, God knows what their interests are. Yeah. You know, are they are they the Farm Bureau now? Hmm. I mean, I, I literally we, we over here, we have to be suspect of it all at this point uh, because of the, the rise of Christian nationalism. Um, it, it's 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 for real. Um, so I don't. But if if I keep you broken, poor and yep. working, that's that's your only hope. You know, you can't afford a shrink. For one, there mm -hmm. aren't any in the rural areas. Can't afford them. And I'm not making fun of people in the rural areas. I'm I'm dogging the people that perpetuate this, you know, generational poverty. And then for some reason, um, they try to look at other people and act like everybody else is wrong. You know, it's people, people in welfare in America are not people of color. Yeah. It's the opposite of what most people think. Mm -hmm. And the people of color are the only ones that are looked at as being bad for being on it. Everybody else is deserving. Yeah. It sucks, but that's where we are. On that positive note, you want to move back to comedy now? Way to depress <laughs> them on a Monday post-Thanksgiving, Sean. This is supposed to be where we can flog yeah. some product ideas, provided it's, uh, what is it, no. Cyber, Cyber Monday, or whatever the hell people are right. buying today. <laughs> yeah, Cyber Monday. And if you have any money left on Tuesday, let's do Cyber Giving on Tuesday, not on, not on mm -hmm. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> well... Okay, you lived over here long enough to understand the difference between America's wants and needs. Yeah. We generally have everything we need in this country. It is provided. Now, where we sorely lack are wants. <laughs> <laughs> so, By the way, Sean, I should tell you that I was so disappointed and upset on Friday because I realized India is now doing Black Friday sales. I was no. like, motherfuckers. I was like, you guys have fucking come here as well. Wow. <laughs> I was so I'm upset. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, that wears out. People people don't do that like they used to here. I just want to point that out for a fact. Mm -hmm. you know, they're selling you guys on that this is an American thing. That's mm -hmm. the craziest trailer trash shit you will ever see is people running into a Walmart to get a deal on a TV. Yeah. You know, I, I just, man. But Do you the, know, like, go ahead. I've been once, I think, on Black Friday out of the house to the outlet yeah. malls, which are on like the, oh God, it Ooh. was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And these are not, they're not regular shoppers. Mm -mm. So this is in, this is like a, a raiding party mm -hmm. going in to get the store. I mean, it, and it's not profitable. You, for one, you lose your employees. You got to come in and make work. Because the customers are so bad, um, I don't I don't know how long that continues. But we are nearing the end of it here. A whole bunch of stores that used to do it don't do it anymore. Yeah, you know, you think about how shitty is it that this this deal happens and you're making ten bucks an hour and you got to go in at midnight after you spent all day cooking for your family, having a family meal. You got to get a short nap and work all night with these lunatics, and yeah. it's not profitable. It isn't mm -hmm. because people only go in there for specific items. You don't get the residual income. It's crazy shit. I know. Ugh. I know. Nuts. 
sometimes uh, sometimes when we're doing this i'll suddenly look up and it'll t- give me that warning where <laughs> yeah guys please stop this nonsense <laughs> right <laughs> okay well before we go let's talk about this prager university thing one more time and it's called mm-hmm. prager u it's not a university it's not a real school or anything and uh our head of school superintendents went out to help them do an expansion in Los Angeles. And what they do is they provide these fake history videos for schools and homeschoolers and all the stuff. Animated. And they're literally, bo- animated they're literally fake. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally fake. I have just, I, I have no idea how this has come about. So the guy was a, uh, like a radio talk show host. And, uh, and now he's the head of this fake university, but, our loser ass school superintendent goes out to Los Angeles and helps them open. We want to have this in every house in Oklahoma. And the guy just makes us look so bad. I mean, we make ourselves look bad. We don't need the help. Jesus Christ. Let it go. Sean, by the way, <laughs> you and I are great script writers. I do know an animator. I think we should yeah. create the yin and yang which is the opposite of whatever this Prager right. U is. And I'm just going to start putting it up on our YouTube channel because we have plenty of views. <laughs> I am I am willing to partake in that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So do we? would we do their video first and then do ours, or we just screw it and just do the real history of the thing? See, what you're saying makes more sense, where we would do their video and cut too hard, <laughs> correct right. version. In the middle of it, yeah. Because uh-huh. they give theirs for free. Nothing's free, folks. Nothing is free. <laughs> <laughs> I would be totally down for that. And you and I do the narration? Yeah. Wow. Because I don't know if you've, you've seen the <clears throat> the latest scandal out of their grouping was that they uh, they were doing, the, not because the last one was, hey, people learned good things when they were ens- enslaved that they could I- use in the real world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, you just can't say stuff like that, folks. This is this is literally why your gravy tastes bad at Thanksgiving because you're this. <laughs> I and and you know the money for this is coming from literally the Walmart people who want to take over our education. Which, if you've ever shopped at a Walmart, why would you want them running your schools? I mean, honest to God, that's yeah. who's doing it. The Walmart family, and Charles Koch is the only Koch brother left. The evil. Coke brothers, but Charles is the only one left. And that guy still got his hand in all of this shit. And they are true believers. They believe what they are doing is right. Hmm. Like I yeah. wish I I wish there was something in life I had that much conviction about where I would right. not mind destroying the fabric of human society and achieving right. it. <laughs> right. Well, and 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 sitting back and going, you're truly believing that you're the only one that ever came up with this idea and you're the only one that's right. Mm-hmm. And what you sell for a living does more damage to the earth than anything else because they were huge oil guys. And then they own chicken processing plants where the shit from the chicken is poisoning our rivers because it, it flows. You know, you can't have all this chicken shit on the ground. It doesn't get absorbed. It flows mm-hmm. into our rivers. And Literally, Drew Edmondson, our former uh, attorney general here, has been fighting these jackasses for 20 years. No 20. Way. And they came in and they were like, yeah, the lawsuits have been here long enough. Nobody's won, so you should just let us go. <laughs> hmm. 
like that, that, going for. that level of criminal evil is what I'm fascinated mm-hmm. about. I would like to sit down with these people at some point and be like, mm-hmm. are these the guys going like, oh, let that chicken shit flow into the water. That way yeah. people invest in a bottled water company and we'll sell water exactly. back to that same community. No. Yes. John, you if, are you, absolutely if you and I, I'm going to censor this word, but if you and I were evil c- done all this shit a long time ago but unfortunately right. we aren't. It, it isn't like other people couldn't see that that this would work mm-hmm. you know you create you create a problem and then turn that problem into something profitable rather than fixing it yeah. you know it is uh it, i it's, it's it's a little it's a little perplexing right now but on top of all that okay let me tell you my good story of the week let's close with a good story all right all right i get a random facebook message from somebody i do not know last week and i'm always afraid to open them because you know you never know what this shit is mm-hmm. and it's uh and some lady she goes i am literally writing anybody that is in northwest oklahoma city uh my daughter is in the hospital and she has a dog and then rambles on to this whole thing. But the dog needs somebody to take him out. The friends she asked to do it haven't done it. And I'm like, okay, in my unbusy schedule, let me see if I can find a few minutes to go walk this dog shit, well, shit outside. Mm-hmm. So when I, I write her back and I go, tell me the address, tell me what we need to do. Is the dog friendly? Is there something I need to worry about in the house? I don't get any appropriate details, except she goes, she does have two rats. And I'm like, in the house, like pets or rats? She goes, oh, they're pets. And I go, you might want to call those something else other than rats <laughs> at this point. And then there's a, a an effing cat on top of it. I wish I was making this up. So I go to find the apartment. I can't find it. It's, it's in a, a rather unsavory area. Uh-huh. And I'm walking around there as the only old 60-year-old white guy. And uh, so I'm getting stared at like the, like the police are there or some weird shit. And so I go into, I have to go into three different apartment buildings looking for the apartment. Mm-hmm. And by the third one, everybody's watching me now. <laughs> I would be, I would be watching me. You know? <laughs> so I go up, I, the dogs, you know, I'm just happy to see a human. It's mm-hmm. shit in the house. So I clean up the shit and I give some cheese to the rats. I, the, the cat was a, um, an abandoned cat evidently outside that has now been locked up inside in her place. So she took it in to help it. And then it was there for three days without a human and probably not enough food. No. So I literally had to open the door and just slide it in there and close the door. So the thing didn't attack me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I walked the dog. The dog just loves me, loves me. The leash <laughs> is broken, all this other shit. So, so I get everything done. I'm good. I go back home, get all the stuff done I have to. And, uh, and the lady writes me back and goes, she's not going to get out of the hospital like we thought. Can you do it again tomorrow? And I'm like, okay. And this is like at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I oh, literally wow. got shit I need to be, right? Mm-hmm. I got shit I got to do. And uh, I go, yes, I will do it again. And then finally the girl got out of the hospital. But it, um, David Glover, this friend of mine, was like, well, you know, at least you got a hold of the one guy that would be willing to show up and do it. <laughs> I swear. Goes, right. <laughs> Sean, you're actually a nice person and not a dick like everybody keeps telling me. <laughs> I, 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 here's the thing. I pendulum swing back and forth from one to the other. I, I, I believe it fair to call me both. <laughs> <laughs>
Can I tell you the best insult that I got the other day when I was talking to a buddy What's of mine? That? He was like, why are you like this? I was like, dude, it, it's basically because of how I was raised, all the places I've lived in, all the right. countries I've traveled to, people I've been around, businesses I've ran, all of that. So he's like, you're blaming everybody for you being a dick? <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> what, what ends up happening with enough exposure in business is you become suspect of everyone. Mm-hmm. And the reason you become suspect of everyone is because there's so many unscrupulous people like the fucking killing of the flower moon people <laughs> that are just showing up that literally have bad intentions of just wanting to get your money. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so unfortunately, that that does jade us a bit. It, it does. And that's OK. You know, that's why business people hang out with other business people. Mm hmm. You know, I'll get somebody who'll be like, man, you should be doing this and this and this. And I'm like, you ever written a payroll before? And they go, what? And I go, you ever written a fucking payroll before? Because all of these ideas are great until it's your money. I know. There are so many times where I have to stop somebody in between a thought and be like, guys, unless y'all are willing to take over the payroll for the people that we have to pay next month, I do not want to hear this shit. (laughs) If you have never run a company, and I mean this, your opinion is interesting to me. But that's all. Yeah. I have to have somebody that's got background and knowledge to go, oh, God, well, this is what happened to me. Here were our three ho- our three options. Maybe that's a Hobson's choice. They're all bad. Mm-hmm. Did you survive? Did you make the decision that made the business survive? Because that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, I mean, I've, I've been in business. I'm at 39 years in business. So I am jaded as a mugger. <laughs> <laughs> 39 you know, years would I, do that. <laughs> right. And and it isn't that I think everybody that comes in the door is bad. No, they're not. But I deal with a lot of vendors that are questionable and uh, have questionable intentions. You know, I really do. Yeah, what the hell am I supposed to do? Cautious but optimistic is what I would like to think of it as. Okay, not oh, the optimistic, I, just cautious. <laughs> I, would love, I would love to see somebody record you and I in here on a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Our true inner pub voices, Sean, when we uh, talk. <laughs> lordy, I mean, it'd be fun. All right, man, you better take us out of here, brother. Let's let's. I gotta get to it. Yep, this is the Villagers Podcast with <laughs> Sean and the Buck. All right, buddy. It's good to see you, my friend. Good to see you too. Oh, yeah. Mm. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. There you go. Yep. See ya. Apparently, it makes <laughs> sense here now. <laughs> <laughs>